Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Basketball Addicts Podcast. The podcast yep. where we answer the question that everybody wants to know, especially since it's week two of the season. How can you hate from the finals? You can't again. How can you hate from outside the finals when you can't even get <laughs> in? Woo! Another excited episode, week two of basketball in the books. Let's go. How are you guys feeling today? We got Jason and we got Darren. Yeah, I think the first thing we should. Yeah, I think the first thing we should do is introduce Darren because Darren's going to become uh, the third guy on our podcast. It's going to become a consistent thing every week. So, uh, Darren, kind of try to introduce yourself. I know we've had you in the podcast in a while back, so wanted to Hello. see just like introduce yourself a little bit. Well, thank you guys for having me on the podcast. I'm I'm very uh, excited, as you can see. Mm-hmm. And uh, just a little background: I, I'm basically just a basketball player that uh, that turned. Uh, or that played pro basketball before graduating high school and played college basketball on a full-ride scholarship in the same year, that's addicted to video games. Basically, to sum it up. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't it. sum it up any Love better it. than that. I, 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 I don't need to go into a spiel. <laughs> that's basically just in a short sentence. I'm literally addicted to video games. I, I can't help it. It's, it's really... I, uh-huh. So... So yeah, yeah, if you check his it, Instagram man. page, there's a ton of Instagram. I, I, I actually saw one TikTok clip that looks like it got a gazillion views. <laughs> I think it was like 700,000 or something ridiculous it's like close that. To, it's 760,000, and I was just talking to Chris Ooh. now that on my TikTok, I've got uh, 600 followers, and I got over uh, a million views in just five That's cool. months. Yeah, man, I love it. So this is awesome. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah. Talk yeah, man, can't wait. I'm just excited to talk about the NBA season and and, 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 and just get this started. Yeah, man, we're excited to have you, man. Today we're going to talk about week two of mm. the NBA season oh, yes. thus far. You know, we have a lot on the agenda today, but I think that prior to us starting this episode, <laughs> I think we had a nice conversation going. I kind of just want to just keep that rolling. So okay. I'm going to add another player in there, right? So of these three players, right? Intro the John conversation, Moran, though. Huh? I'd intro the conversation though. Like, what what are we talking about? We're talking about point guard. Okay, yeah. So we were talking about the, who was the better point guard of uh-huh. like you know John Morant and Luca because we were thinking like okay John Morant will probably you know is one of our favorite players especially mine um, and was mm-hmm. saying like you know he might win the MVP race you know and then we were talking about Luca how he's slow methodical kind of like breaks you down a little bit but Jaw is like really super fast and athletic but I want to add another player to this who's the better point guard between Steph Curry Jaw and Luca. Thoughts, Darren, I'll let you go first. Oh man, I'm, de- I'm going. I'm going Steph Curry because Steph Curry is definitely uh, one of the greatest shooters, if not uh-huh. the greatest shooter of all time. 
He also has got a great handle, and he's also got a great, great, like, a, um, a pass IQ for a point guard uh, when you see yeah. him on the court. So I would, I would sure. put him uh, ahead of uh, uh, Luca and uh, John Moran. And also, he has championships behind that also. So Yeah. One thing sure. I would like to tap onto that most people don't know is the year before Steve Kerr got there, Steph Curry was averaging eight assists a game with Mark Jackson. Being like mm. the volume pick and roll guy, oh. but most people don't as- associate him with passing. Um, so uh, mine, I'm going with Luca. Luca's my number one point guard in the league. I know he can't Whoa. defend, and it's just so sad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you know, the reason why is Luca. His passing level is just ridiculous. He's top top five, top ten passer in the league. Um, he makes his teammates better. His ability to score from three levels to be um, just so efficient at scoring in his own pace and the way he plays. Um, his just level of dominance in the playoffs, too, what we've seen him do to teams like the Clippers, even though they didn't beat him that series about two or three years ago. But Kawhi and Paul George are guarding him, and he's still cooking. Like, it's just he steps it up in the big moments. And for me, he's the best. I also think Jaw's got to be in the conversation, too. I feel like. We're seeing Jaw improve more in the three-point shooting aspect. I've definitely mm-hmm. seen him hit a lot more standstill three-point shots or coming off the pick and roll and the yeah. bigs too far away from him. And he's been shooting that shot very well. It's something he's improved in his game even more. And, you know, Jaw's got really high upside, especially if he ever masters the defensive end. Because then he would be a good three-point shooter, a freak athlete, a lockdown defender, and a good passer. And then yeah. we could, you know, it's gonna be a debate between him and Luca. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I'm feeling. I think Luca, wow. Luca's got the uh, Luca's got the um, the best three dribble. Like he can break down an opponent in three dribbles. Like you can see him do his thing and then step back and pop that three. Mm-hmm. That's what he. That's mm-hmm. what yeah. he's got. He's like he's really sneaky. Jaw, yes. Jaw is more like he's coming at you. Like he's a come at yeah. you with that athletic suddenly he's gonna dunk it on you. So, mm-hmm. No yeah. fear. And exactly. Steph Curry's just amazing. He's just amazing. Oh, yeah. Even with what's yes. going on with the drama with uh, Golden State, I still think they're gonna be uh they're gonna be a contender this year. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Not a doubt. Um 100%. I guess I guess I'll be the odd man out because <laughs> we all chose different players. I'm gonna go with Jaw. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. So um, okay. I like Jaw because his style of play is just infectious, right? You know, like, he really, like, when he came into the league, like, he, that Memphis Grizzlies team, they were okay, but I feel like with his style of play and the way that he just comes in and just like, okay, I'm going to rip your head off every single night, the way that he plays, he gets yes. the entire team to play that way. And just the coaching staff has already, like, solidified that kind of identity within this basketball team that makes them just fun to watch, and they're going to be great for years to come. Like, they're growing. Mm-hmm. Like they had a, like I had them as a sleeper last year, right? Yeah. As a possible like you know they if they got the right matchup they could win it type. And I still every year they play as long as everybody's healthy I'm gonna have them as the right matchup they could take they could run through the West and that's just a very po- strong mm-hmm. possibility because Jaws only gonna get better the young players are only gonna get better like sir it's just Jaron Jackson um, Dylan Brooks they're all just gonna get better. And yeah. you know, and then they keep adding all these nice young pieces and young core to it, and they're just going to keep getting better. This is how you build a team. This is mm-hmm. how you take a team that's young and you really create a, a winning culture within that team. They all look like they're having fun every time they get on the court, so that's just going to be infectious. That's that's kind of what you see when you look at those great teams like the Golden State Warriors. 
Yes. They all look, they're having fun. It's all infectious. Dirt Curry hits a three and everybody starts dancing. You know what I mean? Not even just that, but just the, the camaraderie, the type of identity that that team has is kind of what the Memphis Grizzlies are kind of mimicking in a way. Mm-hmm. So I, I love that team. I love Ja. Yeah. He's, they are they are actually just one like player away from a, a championship. They just need another they just need another big, I think, that will that would help yeah. them with the pick and roll. And that would that can that can help them with the jump shot from like the pick and pop and stuff. Yeah. Ooh, one thing yeah. I will say quickly about Jaw and just to tap onto your point, Chris, is somebody who reminds me a lot of in the way he leads and inspires his teammates and just builds this chemistry of is D Rose. Because D. Yeah. Rose was the guy that was going all out when he's trying to make a layup. Like, if he has to get into, jump into somebody's, bo- up the big's body and go sliding on the floor to get two points to help his team, he'll help his team that way. If he's going to mm-hmm. dive on the floor to get a loose ball, even though he's the best player on the team, he's going to do that. And he, he inspires a level of trust and chemistry and respect that comes from jaw and jaw plays the same way jaw bangs destroys his body in the playoffs he's yeah. going to the rim after rim after rim and he's attacking the bigs he's got a lot of respect and team chemistry that comes from jaw's leadership and just leadership through example that jaw is just gifted at and um he he's he's really it's really unique He's averaging. Really he's aver- like uh, I'm looking at the basketball reference. Hopefully, they give us a nice little sponsorship down the road here. But uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but he's averaging 32 points so far this yes. season Shoo! with uh, with, yes. with, uh, with six assists and close like yeah. close to seven assists. Like he's having an amazing season so far. Yeah, he's definitely up. He's definitely up there with the uh, MVP right now. Yeah. Couldn't agree with that. MVP chance yet? MVP. <laughs> no. MVP. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, still, he's I... keeping. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. You go ahead, buddy. <laughs> okay. He's <laughs> keeping the Grizzlies afloat without Jaron Jackson and Dillard Brooks. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how impressive it should be. Those are two starters and good players. That's all I had to say. Uh, didn't Dylan Brooks get suspended for something, and that's why he's sitting out right now? Or is he? Uh, I don't I... know. Actually, I thought I he know. got. I thought he got. Uh, I thought he got in trouble from the playoffs. I'm. I'm not sure, but I don't know if he's. Oh, is he still in trouble not. from that? I think so. I, that's why I think he's suspended. Also, oh, checking wow. in the basketball reference for Luca, he's doing thirty-six point three. Uh, he's doing thirty-six point three <laughs> points per game, and he's got nine point five rebounds with nine assists from the basketball reference website. <laughs> Luca, it's it's definitely gonna be a close. It's definitely gonna be a close one. Thirty-six point three. Well, you gotta think about it's this. Though. He doesn't have. He has a lamp, a charger, a credit card, and a couple couple of pieces of paper <gasps> on his team. So, I mean, he's expecting to drop thirty-six point four. I mean, Christian Wood is nice. Spencer Dinwiddie is. Eh, he's okay. I mean, but it's it's not any like he doesn't have a true second in command. So of course he's gonna he's gonna take the scoring load off of everybody else. So that's that's just my opinion on it. Do you know what his season? Do you know what his, his career average is from the Basketball Reference website? It is twenty six wow. points per game. <laughs> oh, like, he's crazy. killing he's it! Jumping already. ten already. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm a, I'm gonna disagree it. with you, Chris. I'm gonna disagree with you, Chris. I think I think even though he doesn't have a great number two or great you know solid three, I feel like they have a lot of really good winning pieces over there. Really good role players that understand what they do. They got. 
Dorian Finney-Smith, who's a really good 3 and D wing. They mm-hmm. got Spencer Dinwiddie, and they got Tim Hardaway, knows his job. They got Maxi Kleba at the center position, so they can space it out for the 3, and Christian Wood True. they just added. And Jason yeah. Jason Kidd, you know what I mean, is a phenomenal coach. So even though I would agree with like the main point is he doesn't have a 2, they still have a lot of good role-player pieces. That's my that's my only pushback a little bit. So they I guess need, my go ahead. Sorry, they do need bench players though. If you're gonna win a championship, yeah. you need a bench. Mm-hmm. You can't just have five. You like for example, look at the Lakers right now. They can't have you can't mm-hmm. have just a five. You need oh a bench. Oh, uh, I think I hit a soft spot here. <laughs> oh my gosh! I don't want to get into that right now. Just, just as a Celtics but, fan, just watching the Lakers just suffer right now, it makes me feel it makes me feel so nice. Like when I watch them and I watch them lose to the Timberwolves, this feel, it, it makes me feel like I, I just get a smile. I don't smile much, but man, it's just like that. Oh they lost the tip to the Gobstopper and the Timberwolves. We totally went off topic, but I'm just saying. Your Lakers, whoever is supporting the Lakers this year, you better find another team. I've been through it with the Knicks. <laughs> That's why I'm with Celtics right now. We're, we're, I think we're contenders this year. But the Lakers, oh, yeah. man, they're done. I would oh. clean house. I would even go so far as trading LeBron James. Because he's at his peak right now, he's going to get a lot of trade value. I would trade mm-hmm. him free. That's not, that's not a bad idea. Though. That's not a bad idea at all. That's not a bad idea at all. Yeah. I think you get a lot of young pieces. Go ahead. I get a lot of young pieces, all I'm saying, supporting what your thought process is. True, yeah. And that's what they want to do, but I feel like they still, like... I think if they trade LeBron, AD, and Rush is moving all three of those people, all three of them, and just starting over, I think we'd be giving Rob Polinka too much credit, because I feel like he's just not that smart. True. (laughs) I don't even know why he's still a GM. I I don't even know why the reason. That's what I'm saying. Me either. That's what I'm saying. They got guys like smart. Matt Ryan yep. getting minutes. He's a G leaguer. They got Austin. <laughs> What's that one guy? He's starting <laughs> Austin. He's a G leaguer. He can't, can't guard shoot. anybody. They can't, they can't shoot. shoot either. They look, like they're, they look like they're skipping rocks rather than shooting jump shots out there. That's oh, what they're doing when you watch the Lakers. Yes. It's just like they're and when Russell Westbrook, he's got that I don't know what who I don't know who his trainer is, but fire him. I, I would fire him because I see him do like these like elbow these elbow jump shots, and he tries to go for the bank shots. Those are impossible shots to take. Just, just go, just shoot a normal jump shot, man. It looks like he looks like Cinderella, like a broken down Cinderella shooting a jump shot. You see how his legs go like this every time he shoots? And he just goes up. It's like a like a space Just go like that. Yeah, the man hasn't been able to shoot for so long. But to be fair, though, right? Russ uh-huh. normally knocks down the bank shots. Like when he was in Oklahoma City, that's his bread and butter. (laughs) When he can't shoot, he used to come down and knock down mid range. Oh, you're you're right. You're right. (laughs) When when that 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 was his bread and butter was (laughs) past tense. I I think Russell Westbrook should be the template and the warning story for anybody that relies too much on their athleticism in the NBA. If you don't develop your skill, you're not going to age gracefully. And Russell Westbrook's having issues. Would you guys have a problem with Russell Westbrook if he wasn't making forty six or forty seven million dollars? Like if he was just making four or five million dollars and he was just coming in doing it? No. Would you guys be like going like would the media be really going at him and stuff? But he's making like a lot mm-hmm. of money. I think that's why he's getting a lot of the the like the negative responses right now. Mm-hmm. He's just not cutting it. I mean, I guess we're considered media 
But for us, I mean, well, I'm not, I can't speak for Jason, but at least for me, I don't really care how much he's making. I just want him to play basketball good and help, and help yeah, the Lakers win. True. I mean, because he's a big yeah. name. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Carmelo Anthony is a big name. You know what I'm saying? Like, when he was on the team and stuff like that last year, I mean, like, it don't matter how much he's getting paid. I just want him to help win. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I know what he's capable of because I've seen what he used to do. And I've seen what he did sure. in Portland. Russ, I seen what he did in Oklahoma City. I didn't like what he did too much in, in Houston. I kind of like what he did in Washington. D- hate what he's doing here. So it's like, I mean, and the, with the Lakers, so it's like, I don't care how much you're getting paid. Just play basketball and help win games. Mm-hmm. Don't be what, a detriment on the court. What team do you think he would fit? I think he would fit great with the Knicks. The Knicks should give up some first-round draft picks. Maybe go down there and do something. Like, I don't see any other teams that would that would take him right now. That's, you said a good fit for him. He has to be on a team where has to be a, he their contender he alpha. The, yeah. Well, not like an alpha, but they have to be at least trying to win. Because one team that I've heard people talk about is the Pacers, and mm-hmm. I don't see it. I wouldn't want to stunt Tyrese Halliburton's growth by putting no. him at point guard, and you're not going to really even do much in the playoffs. Um, sure. It has to be a team with shooting that's ready to win right now. Mm-hmm. If John Wall wasn't in the Clippers, I would say Russell Westbrook to the Clippers because they got plenty of shooting. They got all the mid-range guys. They just need a passing point guard that can attack the rim, and his lack of shooting is going to affect them. Um, that's the type of situation that would work for him. Uh, no, I just, and I also expect more from him as a defender. I mean, if he's not really averaging thirty a night, really, really, you know, attacking the the basket and like having to do that as his role as a offensive player, he needs to be putting more effort in defensive end because he yeah. he's just okay right now. <clears throat> That's true. That's true, and I feel like he's just such a detriment on the court, right? Because yeah. you know he, he's turned. I don't even know if he's even turning the ball over. It's just that he's just ma- he's playing hero ball and making the wrong decision. It's like you have zero mm-hmm. IQ, zero basketball IQ, not zero IQ, zero basketball yeah. IQ. Mm-hmm. Like I think it was last week. I think he was in Portland. They had a chance to win that game, and it's like, and he went for a two for one, cleanly misses it like terribly, yeah. and then they're down the other way, and then they end up losing that game. And I'm just like, why would you do that? Mm-hmm. Where 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 was your where was your antennas at that you that you decided that, that was a great play to make, yeah. you know? And then he comes off the bench and get in like, and he's like, ah, I'm hurt now because I'm not used to coming off the bench. Or mm-hmm. he comes off the bench and is upset, you know? Like you have to understand that there are roles to be played, and you're not a yeah. primary ball handler. We want no. the ball in LeBron James' hand because he's averaging twenty five point eight points, nine point four rebounds, seven point two assists. And you, Russ, are only averaging twelve point three points coming off the bench. You're not, you look like a shell of yourself comparatively. So why would, we don't want you to take these shots. We'd rather LeBron or AD take these shots because we know that there's a higher chance of them making it versus turning the ball over and destroying our team in the in the process. Yeah. Well, AD when he's healthy, when he's there in the games, because it seems like he's, he's made a glass though. Oh yeah, yeah. I, when he got injured that game, when I saw, was watching, I don't know who he was playing against, but he, when he dropped, I was like, "Oh man, it's over. He's gonna make it up and down the court. Yeah, he's gonna say he's good because the owners there watching it's mm-hmm. opening night, but he's not. He is not coming back for a bit. And it, and it's it against the game Minnesota against the Clippers. Look what well, look what happened with Minnesota. Rudy Gobert just ate him up in the post. There was nobody that could do anything. Not against him. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> it's unreal. I don't know. Who, I, uh, who, I have a question. Who would win in the jump shot contest, Russell Westbrook or Ben Simmons? Russ. Russ. <laughs> <laughs> Russ. <laughs> Russ will hit one. 
That's true. Ben won't even attempt it. <laughs> Ben's, yeah, Ben's got ben it. Ben's got a spot. <laughs> I think that's probably going to be the next subject here. I watched Kyrie Irving yeah. really yell at him to shoot the ball. <laughs> and, and, and he passed it off. He's like, shoot the ball. And Ben's like, yeah. He's like, terrified. He's like, basketball. Oh, no. <laughs> like, no, what is this? <laughs> I, I don't, I I don't understand. <clears throat> Sorry, I don't understand on how, like, this whole Ben Simmons thing makes me crazy. How can you play in the NBA without a jump shot? You're six foot ten. I just saw him play against mm-hmm. Dallas, and you couldn't, like, you couldn't post up Luca. Like, why couldn't you just post? You're six ten. <laughs> Luca's like six 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 seven. Yeah. Just post them up. Mm-hmm. Work on your post game. Yeah. This guy's like, I don't know. I, I feel bad for the. I feel bad for the Brooklyn Nets, and I and I honestly just, I I, I don't know anymore. I'm good. I'm good. That's that. I'm, I'm good with my rant. I feel it's like it's a natural a, transition to the Nets. Yeah. yeah, I feel like for the Nets and Ben Simmons, I think that their problems started. You know what I mean? With the trade. I think it started even prior to that, you know, because mm-hmm. they picked up a problem that was already plaguing the Sixers. Your team tells you, not even your team, your star player and your coach says, I don't know if we could win with you. That makes you go into, I guess, a depression of some sort, or mm-hmm. I don't know what happens at that point, and you're just, you shut down. You're like, I don't, I don't want to play for you guys anymore. I don't feel comfortable here. I'm working on this, working on that, and then you get traded, and then you still refuse to play. Um, so you out for two years now, and then you're like, and you don't get any better. We, 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 and we, in the whole time he was with the Sixers, at least going, just stepping back a little bit further, we were buying into, oh, he's working on his jump shot. He's shooting this gym. He's working on it. He's working on it. And then he doesn't take a three. He's working on his jump shot. We see it a little bit. He's working on his jump shot with the Nets. He doesn't shoot a three, doesn't take a jump shot. And it's just, it just seems like he's not a worker. Like he's not trying. It, it, I, just, I don't know. Like where did... Rookie of the year, Ben Go. I don't know if he's still there somewhere. He but to be a Jenner man, that's what happened. Is I guess, and they he sucked his best. <laughs> he just started. They made him to Ben. <laughs> Do you, I just want to step in here. Do you know how many? Uh, okay, guess how many three pointers Ben Simmons has hit in his career. Just Five. Guess. Well, that's just, two. Well, you're you're the Wikipedia there, uh, Jason. So Me? I, I really, yeah. So you got it right. Five, five, yeah, you got it. Five. Oh, five. Yeah. He hit five <laughs> three point shots out of thirty five attempts throughout his whole career. Dang. Wow. I'm surprised you shot it thirty four times. That's a more impressive stat. I'm not surprised you got it. You're like the Wikipedia of basketball, dude. Every time I come on here, you got some crazy from like some crazy stat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, five. That's, that's crazy. That's a good guess, though. Five. Yeah, I would never thought that. I was like, maybe he would have, maybe he would have shot it like forty times and made like maybe two. Because I remember one yeah. time he did make it in preseason. Are they counting that too? Because I remember uh, that uh, shot no, in the no in the Sixers erupted. Oh, really? No, five, five. He said five threes in thirty-five attempts in mm-hmm. two hundred and eighty games out of two hundred eighty games. That's terrible. And that yeah. was and that was and that was brought to you by by the Basketball Reference website. <laughs> Pay us. Love it, Darren. Keep going. Now. <laughs> right. Well, getting that sponsorship, man. We gotta get laid. So again, some of that money, man. None of us are gonna be working. All right. It's true. Oh man. Uh, oh, Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons for me is. I just I don't think we've ever seen in the past 10 to 15 years, a better case of mentally 
how much your mental can affect your basketball game. Mm-hmm. Because, dear goodness, if we tried to build the perfect point forward, Ben Simmons would come up out of that computer. Okay, he has all the gifts. He's strong. He's 6'10", lanky, blessed with great vision, great quicks. He's a perfect fit on defense. He's flexible. He doesn't have tight hips. Like he's 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 literally perfect. Like no one, I would have drafted him number one in the draft too. Like he's he's perfect. But there's nothing. There's nothing skill wise. There's just there's just nothing. And then on top of that, he doesn't have the mental fortitude. Mm-hmm. It is it's it's a complete downward spiral of you know because at the very least I should yeah, have the mentality of a champion a at all great defender because and okay, okay the offense sucks you can have 4 points a game but if you're in the DPOY conversation they're going to let you get away with some, some some things to grow into this role and to get your confidence back but it's like he's overthinking everything. Overthink. It's like he's overthinking everything twice, and it's just he's done. He doesn't just play. He's he's he he doesn't just react right now. He's everything's up in here, and he's just he just has an issue with whatever mentally is just not letting him free out of his own game. But you know. Also, from the other aspect, I think people are babying him a little too much. Like, I watched him in an interview with somebody, but I watched him, and uh, the one thing I saw was Ben Simmons is not a guy that works on his game. So, it's the question of does he have the mental fortitude to get better? Because once you, like, work on something and try to get better at something, you, you develop this toughness and this mental toughness and confidence from actually working on your game. And my my gut tells me that that's the issue. Um, so that's what I think of Ben Simmons. Darren, what do you think? I think I think he, I think I, you're, you're exactly pinpoint with the uh, mental part of it. I think he's got all the, mm-hmm. all the skills and stuff, but there's something mental about um, why he's not hitting jump shots or he's not playing his game. So I can tell you from like playing basketball in college and stuff that if someone, if I didn't, if I, from what he did in Philly, the next season or in my off season, I would just be in that gym. I wouldn't be nothing else. And then the next, the season coming up, I would prove everyone wrong. I wouldn't just Mm -hmm. do what he did, what he did and went to New Jersey and started crying about Philly. The way he did it was, uh. Uh, it was a bad look, and and he's paying for it right now with what's happening. In Brooklyn. Yeah, he's averaging he's averaging five point six uh, <laughs> crazy per game, six uh-huh. rebounds, and only six point eight assists in four in in five games. His season average is fifteen points a game. Like he's crazy. dropping, like that's ten points right off the bat. And you're six ten point guard. Like I don't understand why. Like like I said, watching him against Dallas, he should be in the post. Like why is he outside? You can't shoot. So go in the post and mm-hmm. go at Luca. That's what he should have yeah. done. That's what I would have done. I would have done four out, one in. I even would have took him the big guy out and just would have just banged Luca the whole game. I'm surprised, yeah. But they want to shoot threes. That's what they want to do in the NBA now. It's like, oh hey, look, there's a mismatch. No, nope, we're just gonna go shoot a three. It's crazy, dude. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yeah. So Ben, <laughs> you have somebody like Ben who can't shoot. Well, you know what I mean. What are you supposed to do? Like that's the same problem uh, with Philly. Was like he can't do too much. He's just true. he's just he, he basically just clogging the lane. You got Joel Embiid down there, but instead of Joel Embiid, now you got Kyrie and KD on the wing. So like you just looking around, like who am I going to pass the ball to? Because you're too afraid to take a layup. 
What about yeah. what about uh, since we're talking about people who can't shoot, Zion Williamson? Like this year, he has been a monster, but he cannot shoot. Like he's a bully in the inside, but when they leave him on the oh, outside, goodness. the guy can't shoot. He's gonna start turning, and, and he's gotten so big. Like when he gets mm-hmm. in now, it's it's scary. Like I, I I feel bad for the like I I I he's got so much potential, man. But he's just they're gonna figure it out soon. They're just gonna leave him out and say, hey, listen, try and shoot, and he's not gonna be able to mm-hmm. do it. He's gonna be in the same class as Ben Simmons soon. Sorry for going off topic there. No, it's okay. It's no, it's a it's natural fine. transition. Yeah. With uh, with Zion, what do you guys think about Zion's uh, so it, far two this season? Seasons ago, I think it was the season he came into the league. He was knocking down a couple shots. So I, mm-hmm. I kind of have faith that Zion's a worker. You know, I feel like he's yes. a worker, and I feel like he'll work on his game. And he'll develop his shot, and he'll get out of Ben Simmons' range quickly, and he'll eventually yeah. he'll overtake him. I think that he won't just he won't be that one guy who just depends on his athleticism. I think he'll he'll be able to fall back on something else. I just I just see him that way. Yeah, I think Zion, and we talk about the mental aspect of Ben Simmons. The mental aspects of Ben of Zion Williamson is the dude is out there to dominate. Okay, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who it is. He is trying to go through you, around you, over you. He's trying to take your soul, and it's 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 amazing to watch. It is absolutely. I I love watching that guy play. He's so dominant. Pelicans, they're gonna be good to watch this year. Good defensive team. Bi CJ McCollum, they're gonna make the playoffs. Would be a really solid. As team. long as long as Zion Williamson's uh, healthy, like as long as he's healthy, yeah. the sky's the limit. Yeah. So I'm gonna hit you guys sure. with another another quiz from the Basketball Reference. How many okay. three pointers did uh, Zion Williamson hit so far in his career? Well, he hasn't played a lot of games, so I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna go with fifty. Fifty? Fifty? Mm. What do you what, what do you say there, Chris? Yeah, fifty. I'm gonna say I say twenty five. So he's only hit sixteen threes out of forty eight attempts, and he's wow. played eighty eight games and in three in three seasons. He's played eighty eight games. It's eighty two yeah. seasons a game. And oh, I would hate to be an owner paying these guys this money. Be like, oh, you know what? Just take the year off. We're just going to pay you fifteen million dollars to do nothing. <laughs> yeah. Look at John Wall. John Wall sat with what you recall, and they kept on paying him like forty something million dollars. Yes, like, it must. It must be nice. You just sit there and be like, oh yeah, man, yeah. I'm not going to play this year. Just pay me my forty million. Mm. Or be like Ben Simmons. Yeah. Also, like we're back on him with like, oh, yeah. I'm not playing this year because I can't hit a layup. Jump shot, can you mm-hmm. give me my 12 or 20 million from Philly? He got that too. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up John Wall because I actually do want to talk about the Clippers and John Wall. Clippers so, nice transition there. Yes, yes. Excellent. John Wall looks really good on that team. When we talked about it earlier, like we've been saying for a while now that they need a passer on that team because they have none, right? And Kawhi and Paul George are scorers, but they're never going to be great passers. And uh, I think John Wall is getting like 24 minutes a game, and he's passing really well. I think he should start the first six minutes and finish the game, the last six minutes of the game, because when you have Reggie Jackson out there with Paul George and Kawhi and Zubak, there's nobody to pass the ball. You know what I mean? There's nobody to attack the rim, and there's nobody to kick out to the shooters that they have on the floor. So I think Reggie Jackson should come off the bench and John Wall should start. But the Clippers... The Clippers are top two, top three best team in the NBA right now when Kawhi is healthy, obviously. Um, I'm extremely high on them with John Wall. Man, John Wall cures a lot of their issues and 
skepticism they used to have with him. And he's going through the Al Horford process. So basically, Al Horford was sitting on the Oklahoma City Thunders bench for a few years there, not getting any minutes because they wanted to develop the young guys. And then he goes to the Celtics. We'll look at that on paper. Like John, Al Horford's like 34 or 35. He's still going to be slow. He's not going to be as athletic than he used to be. But he watched him play, and he was really athletic and moved really well and didn't have as much tread on the tires. And I think I'm seeing the same thing with John Wall, where he sat on the bench for the Houston Rockets, and he's really athletic, much more than I thought it would be. So I'm excited for the Clippers, man. So what are you guys thinking about that? Uh, I personally think with watching them when they played against the Lakers, their bench yes. is very deep. Like when oh you can, they can bring off, they got for every position on there. They're deep. And also, Paul George seems like he's just waiting to, like he's a volcano who's just waiting to explode. Here. Yes. So uh -huh. I think you're going to be seeing him this year in the playoffs go pretty far. And with uh, with John Wall, so far in the past four games, he's averaging 15 points a game, two rebounds, and four assists. His his career yeah. average is 19. Yeah, and, that's nice. And I just, I just like to say bad. that was from the basketball reference. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> oh man, this Clippers team is really good. I think that yeah. they're they're no they're very soon, right? And I think it's probably going to come into this year because Lakers are doing so terrible. They're not going to be the team in the basement of the of the crypto center anymore. Or is it crypto? Mm. Crypt, crypt, what is it called now? Crypto center. This year, it's crypto. It's crypto something. But we'll see how much crypto money arena we'll throw in it for next year. We'll see. <laughs> right, the crypt arena, the crypt. Yeah. I don't. They're not going to be the team in the in the in the basement of the crypt anymore. They're coming upstairs mm. because they're one of the better teams in the NBA. I definitely agree with Jason. They're they're a top two, top three team. Especially in the, and then also with Darren's point, they're so deep and they've been deep yes. for a very long time. And like the thing is though that they just always run into the wrong matchup or somebody gets hurt. If they can stay healthy this season, they are a team to look out for in the NBA in the NBA finals for sure. Yeah. Well, well last year last year Kawhi was injured and it was just Paul George and with whatever they assembled. Now with yeah. last year, I think they got more with the bench and everything. I personally mm -hmm. think they're gonna be they're gonna be definitely a sleeper this year in the uh from what they were doing last year in the, in the playoffs. Yeah. They'll go far. I agree. As, long, as long as they're healthy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Help, help. Pray yeah. for John Wall's health because, you know, he always gets hurt knock on wood. Yeah, and that 40 something million dollar contract that he's getting this year. So, I don't. These, these salaries, I look, at, I, look on, I look on some of these salaries and I just like uh, Steph Curry, who's deserving, he's making close to $50 million, $50 million this year, which is crazy. Crazy. Yeah. So, Chris, you can trans transition. Okay. So I think this is a good um, way to transition into another, into the East. And we'll go right into. We bleed wine and gold. The Cavs right now are four and one. Thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I don't even watch the, the Cavaliers, to be quite honest with you. I'm actually surprised the Oh my gosh. Ones. We don't even get that in Canada here. When they say the Cavaliers, <laughs> they just cancel it. The blackout. They don't even have it. Like, even when wow. I, I don't even, I don't, yeah, like, I didn't even know. But with what they're, with what I've seen from their team in the offseason, it looks like they're going more younger and, and mm. I love to actually starting to play. More of um, more like a, a floor general with with the younger guys and stuff. You can see. I watched a little bit of the game before I passed out and went to sleep because they were pretty boring. Mm. Um, mm. But, but yeah, I'm glad they're having four and one this year. But we'll see what happens comes around halfway through the season because they always have a good uh, good beginning sometimes. So 
I think I'm pretty high on them. I think they're going to be a 4-5 or five seed in the East. Um, I really like what they have in the front court with Evan Mobley and Jared Allen, big size, and Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell is so special offensively, but I cannot underrate how much better he's made a jump defensively this year. He's yeah. really attacking things. He's really putting in a lot of effort. Last year, you could really you know, see him taking plays off and I'm so happy to see him at least efforts half the battle on defense, and he's at least making that improvement. And um, I'm and Karis LeVert had a 41 point game. I was really about to watch that. It was the Boston Celtics versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. My next game, mm-hmm. my schedule, and I can't wait to see that game because Karis LeVert's really a bucket. And um, you know no. they have a lot of scoring options. They're a good defense, and they're a complete basketball team. So you know the Cavs are Cavs are gonna be a good team, man. Well. Before before you start, Chris, I would just like to say to Jason that your Cavs are going to lose to my Celtics. No, oh, they won. They won. I think they won. Think they won. <laughs> Got <Did> him. <they> <laughs> uh, I'll tell you. Listen here, I'm in Canada. We don't get much basketball on <laughs> here other than the Raptors, all right? They so won 132, 123. Oh my God, I can't. I can just take this off. Karis Levert had 41. Oh my god. The heartbreak in his eyes. Oh my god. Well, that will be it for this jersey. That's it. You won't be seeing this Celtics jersey. I, I, I am not a fan of the Cavaliers. And I, that's okay. This was a great jersey, but it's gone. You will not see this next episode. You know what I would like to see in the next episode is that we get sponsored by some jerseys so we can wear jerseys <laughs> the next one, huh? Oh, that'd be dope. Yeah. Yes, give sorry. me a um, Cavalier sorry. jersey. Sorry, sorry, Chris. What do you think about the Cavaliers before I just went on my ep- my, my little rant here? <laughs> no, no, no. You're absolutely fine. So, I did a little digging, right? For the Cavaliers. And right, so Evan Mobley right now is averaging 15.8 points, 5.8 rebounds, and 2 assists. Donovan Mitchell is averaging 31 points, 4.8 rebounds, and 6.4 assists. And Karis LeVert, who just dropped 41, is averaging 17.4 points, 3.6, assi- 3.6 rebounds, and 6.4 assists. Now, if you know the Cavaliers, you know there's a name that I did not mention. Jason, what name Darius is that? Darius Garland. Darius Garland. Darius Garland. Darius Garland has not even hit his stride yet on the season <laughs> and started averaging those big numbers. So this is three of the four top players on that Cavaliers team, and you don't even—I mean—and you don't even have the fourth player right now even dropping twenty plus points yet. So this team is really, 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 really scary in the East <laughs> because if you already have the—you the, already have Evan Mobley, Donovan Mitchell, and Karis LeVert playing well, and you don't even have Darius Garland because he got hurt, and you only have—you don't have him really reach, really hitting his stride yet. It's scary. It's scary hours in the East. Yeah, it's scary when One they beat Boston. That's what happens. They're scary. <laughs> the, the one thing that uh, that I wanted to say is that uh, you know, for Cleveland Cavalier fans out there, however good we look in the regular season, Zero. do not overly expect things. <laughs> Zero fans. You got two right here. Zero. Uh, <laughs> Whatever we do in the regular season, do not expect too much in the playoffs because young teams go through the first year through the playoffs. There's a different atmosphere. The playoffs are completely different and a huge learning curve. And the less we're going to compl- 
facing like the I don't know the Charlotte Bobcats or Charlotte Hornets, we're not going to have a chance winning the playoffs because they're just young. So don't get overly hype about it. I think you guys should be sitting here and doing like having like a parade right now for having a winning season because you will not be having this towards the end. I, I'd be lucky if by by next week we talk about this. I think when we bring Cavaliers up, it's going to be like next topic. That's what we're going to be talking about. It'll be like four and like ten or something like that. <laughs> Don't do us. They'll like win that. more than forty-five games. They'll win. More okay, than fair. That's what, I'll, I'll say more that. Than I'll stand on that. I think I'm they should just. Jay. I think I think they should just scrap it and try to go for that big guy that's coming into the league next year. That that draft pick that's like eight feet Victor tall Winnipeg. that I see like blocking everyone in Europe or wherever he's playing right now. Yeah, that's what I would do. I think he's going to beat Utah. <laughs> yeah, or the Lakers. You know, trend continues. <laughs> if they trade Lakers. everything away, they probably can get it. Can get that pick. <laughs> Lakers are going to do a lot more than just trade this season. They're going to need to bring back Magic Johnson. That's what they're going to need to do. <laughs> they're, going to need a, they're going to need to get a 10-day contract for Magic. See if James Worthy can come out there because he goes crazy on the announcers. You should get James Worthy for a 10-day too. Bring back the- oh, yeah, Michael goodness. Cooper. I bet you can still hit a couple three-pointers. Get him back. It is somebody to make, to make a consistent shot. <laughs> just- mm-hmm. Like you could play a drinking game with the Lakers the way they shoot. You, like people can be they're gonna be rehab by the end of the week playing with these guys. Like every time you see them shoot, it's just like, mm-hmm. or is he gonna hit it? Boom! Like when Russell Westbrook shoots it, it's just I don't know. I'm gonna say again, if I don't even think he did, if he ever listens to this podcast, or whatever, he, he needs to fire his trainer. I would fire him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, he got a new three-point shot. Remember, I saw it on Instagram or something like that. He, uh, he's been working in the gym. He got a new three-point shot. He won a, um, a round the world with LeBron James AD. He won a three-point contest with them. And then he comes into the league and stinks up the place. That's how it goes. A lot of editing on that Instagram thing. I think he took, like, one shot, and that was, like, for the whole practice. And then the next day they did it, and then they just put it all towards the whole month, yep. and then they just edited it. Because, honestly, he couldn't shoot. It's unbelievable. I just don't understand. Like, you need a jump shot in today's NBA. If you don't have it, mm. you're not going to be playing. Period. You need to be. You need to have it. Perimeter defense and a jump shot, which is something he does not have. And I and I hate yeah. going back to Russell Westbrook, sure. but uh, just a disappointment this year. Yeah, but I love it so. because I'm a Boston fan. I love I love to see them suffer. Lakers fans. <laughs> it's fine. Cavs got one over on the Boston Celtics. Um, anyway. <laughs> I'm going to go nice burn job. this after this podcast. You're not actually going to put it live. It's going to be like in a parallel with the Coyotes. <laughs> Staying in the East here. Giannis remains undefeated through week two. They won tonight. They've, they're like, I think, five and no. We're one of those. Four or five and zero, oh, and Giannis mm. is playing phenomenal. Thirty-four point five points, thirteen point three rebounds, six point three assists so far. What do you guys think? You go ahead, Darren. I think he's. I think he's uh, like he's in talk for obviously MVP. But him and him and him and the Joker, Nikola Jokic, are the two best players in the NBA right now. I think they're like if you watch them play, Giannis. I think Giannis is a little bit higher than than uh, Jokic right now because mm-hmm. just with his overall game. But man, okay. he's definitely the Bucks. I think the Bucks are definitely going to be uh, a contender for the uh, for the championship again this year. 
It's true. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I, I remember talking about Giannis during the offseason and how he really improved in FIBA and the Euro League because he had to shoot the more mid-range shots because the way their defense is structured overseas is different than the NBA. Um, and I feel like we're starting to slowly see him shoot four or five shots from the mid-range and start to pick his spots a little bit more, and it's looking really effective. And his shooting form is getting better. Like, the arc on his basketball seems to be a little bit better as well. So uh, I'm really excited about those aspects, and I love watching Giannis play. I think the Bucks really could use a fourth shot creator on the team because after Drew, Chris Middleton, and Giannis, it, it gets really pretty weak after that they got standstill three-point shooters but just nothing that can really create for himself um but you know they're gonna win a lot of games in the regular season expect one two seed in the east expect them to do really well in the playoffs um but you know teams like the boston celtics if their head if you know the head coach can be like what email was last year i think the boston celtics are the better team in the east they got more talent on their team and i think that uh you know they're gonna they're gonna be good. That's what I'm thinking about Milwaukee. What are you thinking, Chris? I think <clears throat> I definitely think Milwaukee's gonna be one. I think that I think the East right now with everything in there, you know, as far as like the Bucks, the Sixers, the Cavs, mm-hmm. they're just too strong in the East. And I think that the Bucks can really take the East again. True. Um, I think they they're looking very strong. Giannis looks great per usual. Um, the team looks great. That's just really like I mean, as long as Giannis is great, then that team is great. That's just how the mm-hmm. team is constructed. Um, it's it's not too many teams like that. That's like constructed mm-hmm. directly around their star player. Like there's a one, two, and three, but really the two and three, if they were they, they like are additions, but yeah. it's really about Giannis playing at his best every night. So he has to drop like 30, mm-hmm. 34, 35 points a night for them to be a successful team. I mean, you know, so. I really, I really just think that they're gonna, they're gonna run through the East. I, I don't see it any differently. The only thing that could happen, really, to like shake up the East, and I'm gonna knock on wood every time I say this, if some, because I want to see good basketball consistently. If somebody gets hurt, other than that, the East is gonna be very powerful, very strong, and Giannis probably will rule the East for a long time to come. Yeah. Do you, do you guys think he'll win the MVP this year? I got jaw. I think statistically. Speaking, I think Luca's gonna have such a crazy season that it's gonna go to him. I'm gonna go with the Joker because I wanted to win the, the MVP award three times in a row because it's been rare. No one's done it since Larry Bird, Bill Russell, yeah, and I think Wilt Chamberlain, to my knowledge. Mm-hmm. It all depends on how Jamal Murray goes. True. Yeah. So. It's true. Then voters, they don't really know basketball a lot. So then this voter fatigue, they'll be like, I'm tired of voting for Joker. What about this new exciting guy right here? And then they'll just vote for him instead. So like that's why nobody's mm. seen like three of them. And then the most we've ever seen was back to back. Wasn't it wait, was it Curry was back to he was he was a back to back unanimous yeah. MVP? Or something yeah. like that? Or was I a, think his first yeah. time was unanimous and the second yeah. time wasn't. And I think James also, Harden had a really good year, second year. Also yeah. with Nash too. Nash did that back to back too, I also think. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, I think that's as much they do because then they get tired of you. Yeah, awesome. or Braun and MJ would have had like six. Yeah, true, yeah. <laughs> true, yeah, well, yeah, very MJ. true. MJ, yeah, and I think MJ won six of them. No, he didn't. No. That was six final MVPs he won. 
Yeah, I think Carl Malone won some MVPs during that that era, too. That's crazy. Six six NBA Finals and six MVPs. Like, that's crazy. Sorry about the off-topic, but that's that's crazy. It is. Yeah. Great, great. uh, I think Michael Jordan is better than LeBron James with that. Oh, my. Let's not start. (laughs) All righty. I mean, Darren, first you don't like PlayStation, <laughs> you're Xbox. First you're an Xboxer. Now you want to talk about the king of all kings, the goat of all goats. All right, what you got? What you got to get you? What you got to get you? If you want to argue, let's argue. I'm not. I'm not arguing. I'm just saying that. I'm just saying a simple statement. I know this is the first episode, and I, I think we should honestly maybe do this for a whole episode where we actually talk about this. Because this is going to drag out. If we're going to argue, this is going to drag out for a while. Because I got the basketball reference here with me. And we can go through all stats. Everything. So, be no. let, you know what? I'm going to spare you today. Let's just let it go. I'm going to spare you. You hate just do that. All right. <laughs> Remember, it's this okay. is my first okay. episode, all right? I'd like hey. to come back to the second one, okay? It's okay that he disagrees. It's okay that he disagrees. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. I respect Jordan. I ain't saying that I don't. I'm just saying that we all understand here, mm-hmm. <laughs> except for Darren, that hey. LeBron is the greatest player of all time. Well, <laughs> I'm going to disagree with that, Chris. I, I would just like to I'm say that, Michael, that LeBron's the greatest. We already talked about this. Michael, Jay, Michael, ahead, did, sorry. Michael, Michael didn't need 30 seasons to do it. He did it within 20. <laughs> LeBron James is going on, what, his 30th season already? That's how long he's been. <laughs> it's his 20th season. <laughs> it seems like 30, man. He was like, he yeah. was the pros when I went and started in high school. <laughs> like, he's there. I feel old with this guy, man. It's his 30th yeah. year. It's like, what is he now? He's going to win the all-time winning record now or scoring mm-hmm. record? I would hope so. I think yeah. he's like doubled Kareem's yeah. seasons. I would hope he would win the all-time <laughs> scoring record. This is yeah, definitely another episode. Have... We, we, can, we can go like this. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Just One thing I'll Jordan... say about the... Sorry. Just play the Jordan Let's challenge. Go. That's all I do. <laughs> I know about Jordan. Believe me, I do. I just think that LeBron's better. But that's, that's, that's just me. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah, Jay. One thing that I'll say is I, I feel like the greatest of all time debate, I feel like it's more like there's a list of acceptable answers. So if somebody views basketball a different way, they're going to have a different answer on who the greatest basketball player of all time is. But there is a cutoff line where it's like, okay, you can't say Kobe is the greatest basketball player of all time because Mike does everything Kobe does but better. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's a list of guys who reasonable, you know, people who reasonably view basketball can say, Right, so that's that's why I'm like, well, if Darren wants to say LeBron isn't, that's fine. If he wants to say MJ, MJ is a reasonable answer. MJ dominated the sport in the '90s. MJ is probably the greatest in-air finisher, body control guy I've ever seen in my life. The way he's able to change mid-air is insane. He best shooting guard defender of all time by a gazillion miles. Man, average like 35 in the regular season, insane in the playoffs. He does. He has deficiencies passing wise, but he's the darn near perfect two guard if he's just focused on scoring a defense. You know what I mean? So you know, it's 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 an acceptable answer. So is Kareem. You know, there's guys that Wilt. are acceptable answers. Wilt. You know what I mean? I like way Wilt. you view basketball. So that's well, my only thing. Well, thank you, Jason, for for making that point to Chris that <laughs> Michael Jordan is a better player. <laughs> 
than LeBron James. Oh, no, I didn't mean it like that. I did not mean it like that. What I would say is LeBron. It's okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, see, exactly. See, but what I would say is like, um, I would definitely agree with what Jason said, just more along the lines that, you know, that there are multiple different players. But as long, I don't care who your GOAT is, you know, anybody out there, anybody on the podcast, as long as that's your reasoning for GOATship, is not rings. That if you have a, mm-hmm. a, a if you have a greater argument than rings, then I will accept anybody. Or you've never not about rings. Them, you've never watched them play anything more than a game or a highlight mm-hmm. longer than two minutes. Yeah, right. Like you're only watching TikTok day. and Instagram reels, and you're not really watching anything. And that's that you that's your MVP or your goat for some reason. I don't trust yeah. your opinion. Yeah, like when I ask people, like who do you who do you like? Who's the favorite basketball player of all time? I like Jordan. Well, why? Because I wear his shoes. Oh. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, that's yeah. great. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's like, a lot of oh, those. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Wilt, man, like, Wilt's up there, too, since we're talking about show. It's like a 100-point game. I don't care if he was yeah. playing these so-called plumbers or construction workers. He had, like, two or three of them on. Bill Russell. He had to go against Bill yeah. Russell back in the day, too. That was mm-hmm. no... That, like, he... Bill Russell is by far, hands down, the best defensive player, I think, of basketball. There it is. I think. That is the argument. Finally. Finally, Darren, listen. I appreciate you so much. Why? <laughs> because why? everybody says Bill Russell is because he has eleven rings. That's why he's the greatest player. You finally made a credible argument. Not not, just, what, not what? no. I'm not talking about just period. But I'm saying like out of everybody, he said he's the greatest defensive player. That's actually true. That's yeah. true. I can see that. I can see. I can see that. I mean, that's a great argument. Have you watched it? If when you watch his games, like you see him on the defense and on the offense, he was he, he got about ten points on the offense, but on the defense, he would grab like twenty to forty rebounds a game. Mm-hmm. And he was, and he wasn't doing against chumps. Like there was guys like think about Will Chamberlain when you're playing against like a seven foot monster with a jump shot and very agile, athletic. I, yeah. I, I just. I, I, it's crazy. Just thinking about those two playing back in their prime, and 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 it's like I'm still speechless. Which is like, I watched them the other day. It's just like two monsters going at it. It's just like a, a yeah, like a game of chess with them. True. Yeah. So, and one thing I will say about Bill Russell, even though I'm not a huge Bill Russell fan, I feel like people know that it's okay. One thing I will say is he is one of the greatest. How do I put this? 
I just plainly leaders ever to play basketball. Like the man was was a heck of a leader. He was the emotional and mental leader of the Boston Celtics. Like there's stories of him taking the Wilt Chamberlain to his family's house to eat dinner with him just to butter him up before he plays him. Like every mental edge that you could possibly have for Bill Russell, he had. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's a great leader. Like if we we're trying to build a team and we have a lot of good guys, but we don't have any of anybody that's a leader. They might be good scorers. They might be individual good players, but we don't have a connective piece. Then Bill Russell is extremely valuable to your team. It's a big need for your team. And, you know, he's a great winner. Great winner. Like, even in college, like, most people don't know what San Francisco is. Like, San Francisco has not been relevant in basketball and for years but he played at San Francisco and won national championships in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's it's impressive. Like, he's a winner. That's just what he is. And also, <laughs> off, sorry, uh, Chris, also off the court, too, he was also mm-hmm. uh, with with uh, people's rights and, and, and mm-hmm. doing stuff off the court for, like, he sold all of his championship rings and everything like that for charity. So he was more of a humanitarian. Mm-hmm. That uh, he was, I thought he was more of a humanitarian than a basketball player because what he did off the court, I think, uh, mm-hmm. was was better than what he did on the court. I think like he did a lot off the court, amazing stuff. Yeah. yeah. So Kareem kind of took that image too, and went yeah. for that mm-hmm. type of thing off the court too. He was kind of like that. But his Bill Russell's stats from the Basketball Reference are 15 points a game. And 22 rebounds. That was his career average in, nine, in 963 games. That's a double-double. Yeah. And do a double-double in the NBA. Yeah, I don't yeah. care what anyone says. It's tough. It would be hard. And, and, and legit. Sure. So, in any era. Yeah. yeah. So, That's true, though. But, like, I love, the, I love the argument, though. Because, like, some people are like, oh, he has 11 rings. But greatest defensive player, greatest leader. Like, one of the greatest yeah. leaders. Like, I love those. Sure. Those are great points to, to argue that he could be the great, that he could be a great player. Because when you look at his stats, especially when we're so used to 50 points, 60 points, <clears throat> 40 points, 30 points per game, mm-hmm. average for your career, when you see somebody with 15 points and 22 rebounds, you look at it a little bit di- different. I remember when we first seen him, we was like, stop the comparisons because he's not that great. It's just a ring. It's just the rings that you're talking about, but Actually, he is a great defensive player, one of the greatest rebounders of all time, and it's just it's sure. true. He had he had forty nine rebounds in one game. That's it's ridiculous. Insane. I can tell you yeah. right now from, is, like, from, from my from I've dropped in high school a forty two points and forty six rebound game in one game. Wow. And I can tell you right now. I can tell you right now, like those <laughs> rebounds, like it's just like it's just, it's like it, it's tiring. So for him to grab forty six uh-huh. in a row. Unbelievable. Insane. Unreal. Wow. 42 or 46. Yeah, man. I, got, I, got, I, I actually have a <laughs> yeah. clipping of it. It was the game, sorry off topic, but it was the game we were told in my high school to, that uh, if we win this game, we get to go to GM Place and play on the Vancouver Grizzlies floor. So I was just like, boom, done. We're going to have the greatest uh... game of my life. So I ended up destroying this team, <laughs> getting 42 points and 46 rebounds in the game. And, it, and I got it on a paper clipping, too, so it's not, like, made up. But I actually did it. We went to GM Plays, long story it's short. Cool. It was amazing, but yeah. But 46 rebounds is amazing. It, cool. It's hard to do. It's it's tough. Sorry, off topic, but... No, it's okay. Up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, 46 times. <laughs> yeah, man. It's not like... it's like you, you should do it when you're younger, older, 
oh my god, 46 <laughs> times. And after a while, it was just like, oh my god, I'm grabbing another rebound. Oh my god, here we go. Another rebound. Oh my god, I'm going to go over you and grab another rebound. Oh. And then and then I remember like after, I was like, well, how many rebounds did I get? She goes, oh, you got 46. I'm like, what? And she sees, and I see these these little uh, things going, doot, doot, five. Doot, 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 five. Doot, 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 five. So... But I'll, sh- I'll send you guys the clipping just to show you, like, uh, if I find it tomorrow, I'll send it to you, but it's legit. That'd be cool. Yet again, off topic, but I, ju- I just saw 46 rebounds for a career high, and I was just like, wow, that's impressive. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. <clears throat> I could talk basketball all day. this is a good time to go forward into the current day, and we'll talk about Jason's man crush team, the 76ers. Oh. What? Wait, wait, I thought we were talking about the Little Hawks. You teased me. It's all your fault. What are you talking about? Okay, go ahead. Don't put Maxi the badness dropped. on me. Okay? Jason, Jason, Jason. You know this is your favorite team. What? Maxi dropped 44 points, though, so go ahead. We can celebrate that, right? Is there some other Jason that you know? Like, what, what Jason, are you talking about? Jason, Jason. Every time we talk about 76ers, because James Harden is on there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And B Should I bring be, the file footage up? And B, <laughs> Should I bring and, the file footage? And B won't be up there much longer. You can see the chemistry. They're not clicking right now. So one of the two are going to be going. Ooh, if Embiid, where yeah. would Embiid end up is a good question. If he was to oh leave. Goodness. Anywhere? I, I would send him to the Lakers. Go anywhere. I would send the package. I would send the Russell Westbrook and AD to Philly. And I would send uh, Embiid to the Lakers. I'd send all 11. All 11 players are the LeBron for Yoke for Embiid. <laughs> they still have a shooting, but look, Embiid, though. It all we didn't if, have any in the first place. It all depends <laughs> if Embiid, which Embiid's going to be healthy. Like, is he going to be healthy for the season? Yeah. yeah. You, how many times has that guy fallen mm-hmm. already in the past, like, five, six games? It's crazy. Every time he mm-hmm. falls, goes yeah. up for a lap, he falls. Goes up for a jump yeah. shot, he falls. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, my thing is, I know people are talking about Doc Rivers getting fired, and I'd be fine with that. I feel like, you know, he's he's kind of lost his touch coaching wise, and uh, there's a lot of things in the past that I've been like, eh, he's not as good as a coach as people think. He's just like a below average coach. But I feel like the 76ers issue is they have no identity. Like, they don't know if they want to be a low-post team. They don't know if they want to be a perimeter-oriented, we're going to push the pace team. They just kind of play. And it just kind of happens. And whatever happens, happens. And um, I'm just... I, I, they suck at defense. Like, when you put James Harden on the floor, Tobias Harris, and, and you know, they just... They, they can't guard anybody. They can't... You know, I just... It's basketball, even though James Harden had a really good start for the first two games and put up great stats. I didn't really think it was going to continue. I think now he's averaging like 22 or something like that. It's kind of back to what he usually is. And uh, this team is just no identity. They don't have a way that they play. It's stagnant. And I just there's no pecking order. There's just kind of nothing. And Tobias Harris is going downhill, too. That's that's just that's their future, Philly, right here. That's their future. Yeah. I I I, 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 I I don't know. I don't. You can see the chemistry with Embiid and and, and uh, Harden on the court. I've watched a couple games mm-hmm. now, especially with them playing with Toronto. You'll see Embiid wide open, and Harden's not even looking at him, and it looks like he's getting a mm-hmm. little bit agitated by it. They're not playing as a team, mm-hmm. just like Jason. Was it's true. <clears throat> yeah. We think Chris. I, 
I feel like they just haven't had the chance to truly play as a team. I think this is like truly their first official year. Because remember last year, James Harden was hurt, and then we had just Embiid for like the entire year, pretty much. Or was it just James Harden wasn't playing at a good level? I think he was hurt though. Was he, he hurt last year? All year. Yeah, he, got, he tripped. He tripped at the strip club and he hurt his hamstring or something. It's a pair of but yeah, oh like, you know what I mean? Like, we've really just seen him dominate, you know what I mean? Like, and be dominated so low. It's kind of like that Russell Westbrook KD thing, but just on a different level. Yeah. Remember how, like, in OKC, how when KD was out, Russ would, t- would take the, you know, all the shots and would be great. And then when Russ is out, KD would be great. It's kind of like that. Like, when James Harden wasn't playing, at his, was you know, was out for a little bit. Joel Embiid really, like, willed that team was, like, the greatest player, and we was, like, remember last year we was talking about, like, he's, like, up next, and then once they play together, they're just not the same team anymore. It's just yeah. very clear there. So, I think that if anything, if I'm Philly, I'm trading away James, sorry, Jason, and we're keeping Embiid. It just might not be a good fit between those two. You know, James Harden is an up-pace, fast, up-and-down-the-basketball-court type of player, and Embiid's a half-court guy, right? You don't want to you don't want to make Embiid waste all of his energy that he should be spending destroying, eating people in the post, running mm-hmm. up and down the floor. So they just they just don't mesh well together. And, you know, you have to understand that great NBA teams right now, every top four team, top five team in each conference can defend and score. They're not one-sided basketball teams. And if even if you have an average or below average defense, I don't care unless you have the best offense in the league, which the 76ers don't, you, you're not going to do much in the playoffs right now. Teams are really good. Teams are really balanced. So, yeah, that's what the 76ers are at. I got a, I got a question. Why is yeah. Joel Embiid on top of the key all the time when he should be in the post? Why is he out trying to shoot? I know. Can I just add, like, I'm just you wondering, know. like, I see the guy, like, half his size. You know you're getting a double team in the post. Kick it out to someone and let them shoot the three. He's always on top of the key or at the three-point line. I know. He's not a very good three-point shooter this season. Uh, last year, he was, eh, he was all right. But this year, man, he can't mm-hmm. shoot. I don't know. Uh, it, Doc Rivers came out and said in an interview, or like somebody was at the practice or something along those lines, and Doc Rivers said that he's going to put him at the free throw line so he doesn't get double teamed anymore. And I remember talking about that. It's the same exact thing week one. Like, what the heck are you doing? Like, yeah. uh, the point is to allow him to get double teamed so he get mm-hmm. open looks, right? Right. And a guy like Joel Embiid spent his whole life developing his skill set from the block. What do you expect him to turn into? LeBron James catching it at the free throw line and start yeah. handling the ball and yamming <laughs> on people? Like, that's not his skill. Like, mm-hmm. I, Doc Rivers is just stupid. I don't know what's going on over there. I completely I think, agree with you I, there. I think Doc Rivers has been watching too much porn lately and less basketball because he got busted <laughs> with the porn. <laughs> and, I, and I think that what? he's yeah, focusing wait, on the Philadelphia. You didn't hear about that? <laughs> Apparently he started, yeah, he, he, started, porn. he started watching porn and he started liking it and it started showing up on his, <laughs> on his stuff on his and, and on his Instagram and all this stuff oh and uh, he said it got he said it got hacked apparently <laughs> likely excuse yeah. rather than looking at porn look at some playbooks and start getting your offense together buddy <laughs> I think Doc's out of there honestly oh my god I think he's out of there I think that they're gonna realize that he can't make it work. He couldn't make it work in LA. He can't make it work here with these two superstars. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't think it's at, at the end of the day. I don't think it's the players. At some point, I think you have to put the blame on the coach. I think it's the yeah. system that they're in. You're not playing. You're not. 
coaches are supposed to figure out a way to play <clears throat> their star players at their strengths, right? Yeah. You know that James Harden, you know, he likes a quick offense because he came from the D'Antoni offense. Yeah. Always oh, been in the D'Antoni offense. He's used to running and gunning, knocking down threes, and everybody running alongside him. But Joel Embiid doesn't play that way. Joel yeah. Embiid needs more of a half-court offense. Okay, I can get in the post. I'm going to destroy you in the post. I'm going to play against, like, the best big man, and I'm just going to just eat him alive every time because yeah. I'm so skilled around the post. I'm going to mm-hmm. hit the fadeaway. I'm going to knock you down, jump all over you, and dunk all over you, and just be dominant. That's just his style of play. Now, those two styles of plays don't quite mesh, but you're supposed to figure out a system in where yeah. somehow it can work. Maybe you let James Harden come down the court every once in a while and just push the pace. Mm-hmm. And then maybe majority of the time you let Joel Embiid get his time to shine within the half-court setting. But you don't push him at the free-throw line because, like Jason said, he he's not he's not going to automatically one day wake up with a handle. Yeah. So that just doesn't work. And you, you have a, a good passer in James Harden. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 that's okay, man. Go ahead. I was just going to say it's time for Doc Rivers to get fired and go home and watch some porn for the rest of his uh, <laughs> NBA season. <laughs> it's always you not a it's hard. So yeah. it's, it's, it, you, They need to get someone <laughs> in there that's going to be like, hey, Embiid, if, you, if I was a coach and I, and I saw Joel Embiid come off the, the post, I'd be like, you're sitting. I wouldn't care how much money he's making. I'm like, you're sitting. If you don't understand why you're sitting, it's because your big stupid ass is coming out on the three-point line and thinking you're Larry Bird, which you're not. And it's just like, just stay in the post. When you watch him play, it's very frustrating because he's like seven feet, 300 pounds, and the guy beside him is not even as big as his leg. And he's just like, oh, me. We go shoot jump shot. We go shoot jump shot. And then he misses. He, like, he does like his one foot dirt shot. It's, uh, yeah. like I said, a whole new episode that could be. We could talk about that. Yeah. It's just frustrating. It's a book player. You're just sitting there. It's like, dude, just maul him. Like, you're seven feet. Just put your hands out like this. But no, me get basketball. Me go shoot basketball on three point line. Me miss. <laughs> then me, then me, me look at crowd and go, oh, me bad, process bad. <laughs> but go ahead, you have James Harden, who's not a bad passer, who can make that entry pass mm-hmm. into the lane to get the ball to Joel Embiid. Why is he not playing that way? Why, why, why are we not letting James Harden really get into that point guard position, point guard role, and really just pass the ball at a high level like he does? Mm-hmm. It, it, it makes it work. The way that, okay, so. Go ahead. Sorry, no, you go ahead, man. Sorry, I just need a little bit. Sorry. Oh, bless you. No, you're fine. So the way that Jason, when we had first heard about the James Harden trade, and I was all bad on it, the reason why Jason was so high on it was because of the level of passing James Harden can display. And the way that he believed that it could work if he was just, you know, to show off his passing skills and really get everybody open and involved. That's not truly happening because the the passing is not working right now. Because nah. you're not placing him in the right positions to really line up these plays. <clears throat> that's how, that's why you should have Joel Embiid. You should really, if you want this to work, the quickest way to fix this is you have all these score, these talented scores. Tobias Harris. I mean, I'm sorry, not Tobias Harris. Tobias <laughs> Harris just looks like he's going downhill. Yeah, not Tobias. Tobias Harris is looking <laughs> like it's twelve, thirteen. Tobias Harris's right street ball name is fifty fifty because you don't know which one's going to show up every game. <laughs> You don't know which one's going to show up. Is it going to be the one that's going to play, or is it the one that's going to be shooting bricks and building houses for and the it's porn? It's bad. It's right. really bad. 
I'm sorry, Tyrese Maxey, Joel Embiid, and James Harden, right? So yeah. you, you have all these talented scorers, so you just need to really just get the ball to James Harden and let him control the offense. Easy. Let him control the offense. Let him pass the ball to, to Joel Embiid. Get him down low. Do not start him from the free throw line. That's terrible. Why would you do that? Yeah. Have you seen, well, James Harden, he dribbles like about 20 times before he comes up there. Have you seen him when he comes up the court and he starts going, he looks at the guy and he goes, the guy's just like, all right, man, I'm done. Just do what you got to do. You're dribbling about 20 times on me. Go ahead. And then beats like this, give me ball. Give me, give me ball. <laughs> and then James Harden's like, doo, 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 doo. just looking at Embiid. Yep, you're not getting this thing. <laughs> and it's just like, it's like cat and mouse, man. Like, you watch him. I watched the Toronto game. Toronto beats like, give me ball. James Harden's like, I'm not giving it to you. I got like 20 dribbles on me. I'm going to pass it to the other guy on the other side. And he's like, we go get ball. We go back up. We go back up. Doc. Me get ball. No, you don't get ball. Oh, okay. Me go down. Me go in the me go at three point line. You try to get the ball. He's the most frustrating player. I can't watch him that much. I just literally I feel like I put my foot through the TV sometimes. Like seriously, you're seven feet tall, three hundred and ten pounds, go in the post, maul people, like just, it's like a bear attack in there. I was yeah. looking like a little pussy cat. Me get ball, we shoot threes. <sighs> Sorry, you're gonna be doing a lot of editing. I'm just saying, a lot of editing. <laughs> no, no, everything's good. Yeah, no, it's all fine. It's yeah. all fine. <clears throat> Unreal. I don't. I, 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 yeah, it's it's crazy. Well, it's funny, man. It's like when you watch him play. It's like you get ball, mm-hmm. you get ball, you get high, uh, free throw line, and then he gets it, and then he gets double teamed, <clears throat> and then he'll pass it out. But he needs shooters around him too. So, yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm good. Exactly. I, that'll be the end of the Philadelphia rant for me for today. I feel better yeah. now, though. <laughs> I do feel good now. A lot of it came off my chest. This feels this feels a lot better. <laughs> Ooh, <I'm> yeah. <laughs> One team to the west. Go ahead. Right. Moving on to the west. Right. I think at the beginning of the season, before they even shot one. Before they, before they even shot one basketball, put one basketball on the floor, um, the Suns were deemed the favorites to win the championship this year. Are they, are they rightfully the favorites, or is it still too early to tell? Uh, go ahead, or do you want me to go? Oh, Jason, you go ahead. I can oh, already tell you by sign language on how what they're going to do this season. You see that? You see the thumbs down? They're not making the. They're not making the championship this year. Chris Paul is about as old as about this piece of wood I see outside right now. The guy is not going to make it to the finals this year. He, he, the only chance he had was in Houston when when James Harden was amazing. But uh, yes. eight, I think Aiden's sure. going to be out of there by by um, by All Star break. It doesn't seem like he's clicking there right now. And with the drama that happened on the off season, I don't see him sticking around. Yeah, same. Yeah, I told you. Yeah, I I think, you know, it's a sad scenario where Devin Booker kind of has f- found his ceiling as a basketball player. It doesn't seem like he can improve any more than what he is. You know, Cam Johnson and DeAndre Ayton have really kind of not improved from last year. Oh, De- Devin Booker is the logo for the Xbox game. Yeah. Uh, but you know, he's a cover athlete. OJ Crowder. <laughs> That's a fact. No, Jay Crowder. Uh, that that's really impacting the team. I feel like there are different tiers of NBA championship making teams or NBA Western Conference champions. In the year mm-hmm. that they made it to the NBA Finals, uh, 
if you look at the history of the NBA, they were a low-tier NBA championship team, right? What I mean by that is when there's great teams in the NBA, like the Clippers and the Warriors roster right now, the great NBA champions, those Suns teams could never hold a candle for a team like that. And that's what we're going to get shown this year. They're going to be a 3, 4, 5, 6 seed, and it's it's we're going to get shown that there's a real difference there. What do you think about it there? Chris, about the Suns. Ah, man. The Suns, I think that... I think it's still too early to tell. Really? It's still, still too early to tell. I think it's still too early to tell. I feel What's like... I, I, I feel like... You need to open your window because I think the lack of oxygen <laughs> in your room right now. <laughs> How do you get to that answer? <laughs> I think it's still too early to tell because... <clears throat> How I see things is that I think that Devin Booker's playing pretty well this season. I looked at his stats. He's playing pretty well. Um, we know what he's going to be. Um, I, and, you know, I just don't I just don't feel like I can judge them st- truly off of just five games. I think I have to get close to the All-Star big, and I see who they truly become when they hit their stride to be able to judge them. I mean, based off of what you saying, this is just all history. You know, Jason, you were talking about, you know what I mean? Like, historically, the team, they're a low-tier, you know, championship team. They did have a really good chance in a championship, and that's probably their only window at it. But I think it's still too early to tell because they ran through a lot of teams who were just injury-ridden. I mean, the Lakers at that point were just Lake Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Injuries, 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 injuries. Everybody they played has injuries, and they, you know, kind of snuck their way into the NBA Finals that year yeah. um, and then got beat. But... I mean, who knows? It's, it's, it's only been five games so far. Yeah. <clears throat> right, five games uh, too many in my book. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to bring that... up that one... Sorry, I just want to bring up one thing with Let's that Jay Crowder. I saw him holding out and saying that he wanted to be traded from the Suns. Is that correct? He's not yeah. Yeah. He didn't show up to their training camp or whatever. I would just he like hasn't been playing on, any games either. I would, I would just like to state on this podcast that he's an idiot. For doing that, he should have just went and played with the Suns. I think mm-hmm. he just got picked up. I think they just signed him. Just like he wasn't like a big free agent. I think he should have mm-hmm. just went and played with the Suns and should have just stuck it out. He shouldn't have pulled that stuff with saying he wanted to get out of there and stuff. I think that was mm-hmm. not uh, not a good look. Okay, I like Jay I Crowder too. I like I like mm-hmm. Jay Crowder too. But man, yeah. when he held out, I was just like, "You're a piece of the Suns." I was just like, "Yeah, yeah." So. Yeah, I think it's eternal. I think it has something to do with like the front office and that. What was his like, owner? Something, something like that. Owner. I think it had There's something to do with the fact that the owner was getting investigated, and that's why he didn't want to stay. But he yeah. was well, getting did. paid by the owner. I don't understand how does that work. <laughs> you got you don't have you got a problem with the owner, the white owner, but you don't you got a problem with the the white owner giving you money. I I I, I don't know. I don't know. It's different in the league now. They, it was the same thing with the Clippers. Remember that guy that he just lost it on a rant? Um, mm-hmm. I forget his name, and he had to sell the Clippers? Some of these yeah. owners, man, they got to start thinking a little bit common sense when they're doing stuff. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It, it, it seems like they lack common sense when it comes mm-hmm. to certain things. Like, you you shouldn't let people... Re- it, the thing is, though, that the, <clears throat> I'm not saying that any of these people are right, right? That is not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that you just have to have some wear thought. If nobody knows that you're doing this, mm-hmm. then nobody cares that you're doing yeah. this. You know what I mean? <laughs> But if people know, then they care. <laughs> yeah. It's like when you're, you're, you're hearing about the Suns guy, he's getting suspended for a year, and then you read about what he did, you're just like, 
How do you how, how are you million how are you billionaire? Like what what's the process? Yeah. Are you are you and Doc Rivers selling <laughs> porn on the side here or what? what <laughs> right. <laughs> um, not Doc Rivers selling porn on the side. <laughs> right. <laughs> one uh one team that I wanted to talk about real quick is I watched the game of them is the Chicago Bulls. The Chicago Bulls really impressed me because I think they have a new layer in their offense. And the new layer is that Nikola Vucevic, when he was in Orlando, he was an all-star center. It was a low-tier all-star center, but he was still making an all-star game. And Mm -hmm. part of that reason was because he was really good in the post, right? And in the Bulls last year, they really didn't allow him to work in the post. They just kind of made him stay at the three-point line. But I watched them play, and I was like, wow, they're really using him in the post more. They're giving him more paint touches. And uh, they added Andre Drummond as well. And now they have a really good rotational uh, centerpiece who's a great rebounder who defends uh, the rim pretty well at the basket, and they both are dominant inside forces. So they kind of added a new dynamic to their team, a new thing that they didn't have last year. And they, they have a lot of good guards. Ayo Dasumu, Goran Dragic's there. Lonzo Ball's hurt. They got Cody White, Alex Caruso, Zach Levine. Like, they're really deep. And once they get Lonzo Ball back and they get that passing and defense, they could be a 4-5-6 seed in the East this year. And I really feel like they're going to make an improvement this year because they're using the talent that they had on their team last year better I agree. Mm. I agree i think they're going to be a definitely a dark a dark horse in the uh, in the east this year for the playoffs and stuff i don't think you're going to want to want to play that team in the beginning of the of the playoffs mm. because they are going to make yeah. some noises and it all depends with lonzo ball too if he's going to come back i heard sure. his knee is supposed to be yeah. uh it's like he might come back might not so what will they do are they going to get rid of him trade him they're going to use some of that for the salary cap to get some more players in Mm-hmm. But the, also DeMar DeRozan too. He uh, he's he's changed since Toronto. His whole thing. So he's one of the main reasons why Chicago right now is doing so well. I, I'm mm-hmm. curious about that. What what makes you think DeMar DeRozan changed from Toronto? Because he's good. See, he's got good. more confidence. Like in Toronto, it was just like towards okay. the end of Toronto, his his seasons, it wasn't so confident. He was just okay. like, oh well, just drag it on. In Chicago, mm-hmm. it feels like a new beginning for him. You see more of his mid-range. Could see that. You didn't see mm-hmm. a lot of that in um, in Toronto. It was more like he had yeah. everything. Now it's like he's uh-huh. like a mid-range specialist. He definitely has... It's he, true. He, he's definitely got probably the one of the top three mid-range jump shots in the NBA with Durant and uh, uh-huh. Kawhi, I believe. Footwork-wise, he's got to be like neck-and-neck neck with Kawhi and KD, too. Like it's, oh, yeah. He's really special. Yeah. yeah, he is definitely. What, what do you think about Chris? What do you think about Doug? Um, I was gonna. <laughs> I was gonna say, um, if I was Demar Derozan, you know, I would not have as much confidence if I, if I knew I had to face LeBron in the East every night. Uh. Every, you know, every <laughs> <laughs> LeBron too. Oh, man, <laughs> sorry. Take sorry. a shot sorry. at the Toronto team. I had to get that, one. That, had to get that, that one. out. Yeah, <laughs> that, that one out. That's why he went to the East. He didn't want to do anything with the West. <laughs> He, he was either going to play with LeBron or he was going to just go to the East. So the Lakers didn't work out with him, so he said, you know what, I'm not messing with you today, LeBron. I'm going to go and play in the East here. I'll see you in the finals, possibly. All right? Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I don't uh, want to do it. But, uh, yeah, I definitely I definitely like the the, cat, the Bulls team. I was really big on them. I'm hoping 
that you know Lonzo heals up good enough to be able to yeah. come back because he's definitely a focal point. They'll be able to really just work him back into the offense. But they are doing really well right now. It's I true. do want to say we should give the claps though because DeMar DeRozan is the fifth player, I think, to reach 20,000 points this season. 50th. Oh, 50th. 50th. Uh, I wow. thought you said all time. He's 50th all time. He's 50th all time, and he just reached 20,000 points in the last game, so we're going to give him the claps. I'm going to give him a clap. 20,000 points. Because it, it sort of sounds like he's a bit of a ball hog. That's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> How many assists does he have? I bet you does have 20,000 assists, huh? Ooh. Ah, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> he averaged five assists a game in San Antonio. Hold on. Yeah, true. Let's, let's <laughs> you're you're going to be surprised. You're going to be surprised. Let's check our let's check our future sponsorship basketball reference. <laughs> Might as well. He really improved his passing skill at San Antonio. I just think he just got tired of like, like every time you see him in like in Canada, it'd be like, hey, the the Cleveland Cavaliers are playing Toronto. Let's watch the highlights. It would just be like LeBron James ripping apart uh, Demar Derozan and, and the Toronto mm. Raptors. I remember he came down on a fourth quarter shot and just <laughs> he just threw it off the backboard and just went into the locker room, LeBron, and that was it. It was over. Yes. The, the, the <laughs> that Mar- was crazy. The Mar DeRozan pulled a Joel Embiid afterward and started crying. Go, oh, me go, me go to the East. Me go, me go to the Bulls. Me go Bulls. So he is averaging twenty six point two points per game this in the in his first six games. Three rebounds and four assists. His career average is twenty points a game. All right. Did you see the San Antonio stats? I'm telling you, average at least five assists. Hold on, hold on. Five, Abby. I'm telling you, twenty thousand points. You'll be surprised. Let me assist. Let's see. If he even averaged five assists. Yeah, he averaged uh, six point two assists in the 2018-19 season, and he averaged um, five point six assists. In the 2019-2020 uh, season, mm-hmm. and that was thanks to the Basketball Reference. <laughs> Thank you, Basketball Reference. You're welcome. Please sponsor basketball us. Basketball Reference is God. I will be sending a DM tomorrow about this and being like, "Hey, listen, I referenced you to you about a hundred times today. You can listen to the podcast. We're looking for somebody here. All right, right. <laughs> basketball Reference. Okay. Yeah. Um. Is there anything else you want to hit, Chris? Yeah, let's just move on into our very last segment where we will okay. talk about rookie highlights. Anybody? So I got a couple rookies here where that's in the is leading the leading the charge right now for all the rookies. They're one through five. We have Paolo Bencaro, Benedict Matherin, Jabari Smith Jr., Jalen Duran, and Jaden Ivey. I'm not, Those are the top five rookies in the league right now. I'm not gonna lie, as a basketball player, if I was playing against a guy named Benedict. Something, whatever his name is, I'd be trash talking him the whole game and making him cry. <laughs> Just a name like that, all right? Making some Doc Ref- Rivers references. Yeah, uh, that's what you'd be doing. What, what, was, his, what was his name? <laughs> Bene- Benedict. What was it? Benedict. What? Benedict. Yeah, ben- Benedict Matherin. Yeah, yeah. I definitely, that would. I can't say it on this podcast, but there would be some. There would be some words into that with trash. Talking. But I would. I would definitely. <laughs> I, I haven't fought, I'm sorry, I'm just going to answer. I haven't followed much of the rookies since that uh, mm-hmm. the big, tall, white kid got injured by LeBron James in the in the summer pro Check. league or whatever. Yeah. What about the kid from Orlando? How's he doing? Paulo Bencaro is doing really well. Yeah. Scored 20-plus in every appearance so far. 
Oh well. Well, then he's gonna, he's going to win Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Might as, well, might as well just give it to him now. Yeah. Who else is there? Is yeah. there anyone else that's even close to him? No. Stats wise, uh, no. Benedict. What's Benedict Gene Ivey got sixteen. <laughs> uh, well, he's he's shooting forty two point nine percent right now okay. um, on seven attempts. Yeah, so from three, so it's not too bad. So, who do you think yeah. your rookie of the year would be if if you were going to pick today? It's going to be Paulo. Yeah, Paulo. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, yeah. So here's a little bit of stats from our top five here. So Balabangira, like I said, scored twenty plus in every appearance so far. Uh, Benedict Mathurin had a monster game against Detroit, and he's averaging seven attempts and shooting 42.9% from three. Um, Jabari Smith Jr. is starting for the Rockets, averaging 15.3 points per game, seven seven rebounds, and 1.3 assists. Jalen Duran, here's a here's a nice stat about Jalen Duran. He's only 18 years old, and he's already on course to lead the league in offensive rebounds, averaging 3.5 offensive rebounds oh, wow. and 5.9 per 36 minutes played. So here's a little what? bit of a um, comparison here. So Stephen Adams, who is last year's leaguer, league leader, averaged 3.6 officially and 3.9 per 36 minutes played. That doesn't so sound he's right. Already on, he's already on course to, to lead the league in offensive rebounds. Huh? How can somebody hmm? lead the league in rebounds if they're averaging 5.9? Giannis has like 12. In rookies, maybe, I think. Oh, all-time rookie. Okay, that makes more sense. Okay. Okay. Yeah, five point nine per thirty six minutes played. Stephen, you know, and then Stephen Adams last year league leader averaged three point six officially and three point nine per thirty six minutes played. Not rebounds; these are offensive rebounds. Offensive rebounds. I got a quick another question. Class. Kareem, Bill Russell, Wilt never averaged more than that. The rookie year. Offensive rebounds. How's it? Where they getting? Those are, offensive, no these are offensive rebounds. This, there's no way Wilt didn't but average the, more than. Steven Adams was the league leader last year. I don't know how many. Oh, no. okay, that's what you're talking leaders. about. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I was confused I by your word. Fast. Okay, I was confused by worry. Thank you for clarifying. Oh yeah, not a problem. Yeah, so yeah. he's on course right now. Jalen Duran is on course to lead the league mm-hmm. in offensive rebounds. Yeah. Um, if you compare it to comparing it to Steven Adams, who won the league, who was the league leader last year. Okay. Um, Jaden Ivey, who's also pretty great, averaging 16 points per game. Uh, 4.3 rebounds per game and 5.5 assists while shooting 42.9%. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. who, These rookies are getting better and better. Guess who has the highest uh, offensive rebounds per game, like career-wise? What player? Are we including Wilt and Bill into this yep, conversation? All of them. Every single player on the planet. It can't be anybody after year 1975. Well, I'm just looking up Google here, not basketball reference, and I can tell you that it is Moses Malone with 5.1 offensive rebounds per sense. game. Yeah. Sheesh. He was crazy. It's crazy. So if that 18-year-old yeah. yeah. is top doing five that now, his roof, his, he's going to go through the roof here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, it's Jalen Duran. Yeah. yeah. That's when, it, when it comes down to the rookies, uh, Paolo Bencaro is playing with so much confidence. I didn't expect him to come out so early and really play with so much confidence early in the season. Um, he's a mid-range scorer. He's really fluid. He's a great athlete for 6'10". He plays with power. Um, 
so I'm impressed by him. Uh, he was my number three prospect coming to the draft, I think. Uh, Benedict Matherin, he's playing pretty well. He's going to push Chris Duarte for the second best score on that team, even though you know it's not a great achievement because the Pacers suck uh, at playing basketball. <laughs> They're going to win like 20 games. Uh, but Benedict Matherin was like the number, number six, seven on the big board for me. Uh, Jabari Smith Jr., Really like the way he's playing. He was my number one guy coming into the draft. Uh, the Rockets, he's doing really well. And Jalen Duran, I'm actually not super surprised by the rebound dominance because I compared him to DeAndre Jordan. Like, he's a freak athletically. He's really strong. Um, so, you know, the rebounds make sense for me. And, you know, Jaden Ivey, you know how much I love him. He's so fast and gifted athletically that he's going to keep on scoring really well. So that's what I'm thinking about the rookies. But Paolo, Paolo's... Definitely the shoe in for rookie of the year. Yeah, <clears throat> I would say so as well. Yeah. Um, and last little tidbit: Do you know that the Lakers, right, are the only team still winless in the entire league? Not surprising. Because since Sacramento won, they're now Sacramento's one in four. Uh, I'm no one in five, and uh, Lakers are now five and zero. Oh. You know when the Sacramento out of breadstick. When Sacramento's beating you, you got problems. <laughs> <laughs> All right, more you true, need, there. You, that you is more need true. To, very true. You need to start making some serious trades here. All right, if Sacramento's beating, if uh, <laughs> I'm glad we ended with that because people really need to think about that one. Yeah. Sacramento are beating the Lakers <laughs> in a record right now. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if you guys get any mail or anything like that, but if we keep on talking about the Lakers like this, we're going to be getting some like uh, some comments about it, which is going to be great. Yeah, <laughs> because they suck right now. They really do. They are they really do. bad. And I'd like to just say, Truth, as a Boston yeah. Celtics fan, yet again, I love to watch them suffer. <laughs> I love to watch every Lakers fan suffer. Ever, and I can't wait to watch them play the Lakers whenever they play them and oh. kick the crap out of them. Basically. <laughs> yeah, I'm not watching that game. <laughs> Come on, man, let go. We're gonna watch him get sli- sliced and diced by the Boston Celtics. It's gonna be twenty I, point. Isn't that's not even fair because he ain't got no. He, you don't have so to sad. help out. He's thirty seven. Well, that's why he's got scored twenty on points. That's why he's got scored twenty points because he's got no help. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy how no good help. he is. I want to see. I want to yeah. see like, what he's averaging right now. Hold on. Like, nobody in their right mind, when Anthony Davis got traded to the Lakers, would have said, in three years, the best player on this team is going to be LeBron James. True. Nobody. Like, nobody. Like, Anthony Davis was on track to becoming that guy. Like, it's just... Mm -hmm. uh, That's another guy like Ben Simmons. Ever since he's played, uh, he's left the Pelicans, Anthony Davis, he's just not been the same. Anthony Davis, New York Pelicans, and DeMarcus Cousins were like the mega powers of the NBA. If those Those two stuck together, they would be having rings right now together. All he needed was, like, they had Drew Holiday on that team, too. Yeah, they had a great Mm -hmm. team. Sorry, back to to LeBron. So he is in five games, averaging 25 points a game, nine rebounds, and seven assists. His His career average is 27. Seven and seven. Do you guys think about at his age right now doing this? This is crazy. Go ahead. And he's playing like one against five all the time on the court. Yeah. Nuts. <laughs> That's true, though. <laughs> like, who's got the ball? LeBron. Who passed like, it to himself? LeBron passed it to himself, and then he shot it. Who got the rebound, LeBron? <laughs> <laughs> who's coaching LeBron? Like, like yeah. come on. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
Like he's he's gonna pass Kareem, and he probably will have forty thousand points. But if he keeps on playing like this, is forty five thousand points a goal? Like, like I I would have never expected any basketball player looking this good at thirty seven. I well, that's true. He's on his thirtieth year, so he'll probably play another ten more. <laughs> so it'll be in his fortieth by the time he's probably double Kareem. So he'll be good. He'll be a normal people's retirement age before he I'm, retires. I'm going to call right now. You will be the first <laughs> basketball player to score 100,000 points with Rod James. Okay? You'll be the first player Oh my gosh. If he does, he's a cyborg. He's a cyborg. Well, he spends a million dollars on his body a year on 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 uh, to get his body ready, which, you know what? I don't know how you can spend a million dollars on your body. Like, what is that? Like, what does that entail? Bioengineering. Do you, do you go the Ted Williams way and crypt, like just go and just put yourself into a cold crypto thing for the for the off season? Then during the season, boom, LeBron James or something like that. He probably does go cryogenics. Yeah, yeah, you're right, Chris. That's I think he does cryo chamber. Yeah, you should have took Russell like, Westbrook in there and put him so in much. there and then brought him back when he was playing for <laughs> OKC and they might be Leave winning Give it to the future right doctor now. to get the wording right. Oh, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. What, no, wait, wait. You know what's funny, though? Oh, hmm. Go ahead, buddy. AD right now is averaging 24 points, 9.5 rebounds, and 2 assists. That's very similar to what LeBron is averaging, yet they cannot win a game. How is that possible? Don't get me started on that. (laughs) Because it's a team game, and you need to have a team to play, and they don't have... They have Patrick Beverly, who's on his back end of his career, who talks more than he plays. He's going on first take rather than playing with the Lakers right now because he is not playing up to snuff. Uh Uh-huh. And they got Darvin Ham, who's a yeah. new mm-hmm. coach, who really is just only known for ripping down a hoop. Um, who else they got? Literally, all they got is literally like I don't know too many other. It's either going to be LeBron James taking the Lakers to the championship, and that's it. Unless they make some trades. Yeah, I mean, I Darvin Ham is a bust as a coach because anybody that you know, that, it's just that stupid freaking Milwaukee Bucks defense and. The de- defensive rating stats, like, I hate the s- team stats because it never equates to actually who's good at defense and offense. Like, when you put Anthony Davis on defense at the center position, the whole intrigue is switching, okay? Then why is he playing next to the rim and drop coverage like he's Brooke freaking Lopez for the Milwaukee Bucks? I don't well, understand it. And well, they do it against, like, Clay Thompson and Dame Lillard and Steph Curry. They're just having them at the rim. Like, uh, hello, it's it's easy cooking for those guys. Like, it's just, how do you use Anthony Davis like that? It's just so freaking stupid. When they sh- they showed their offense, they're like, yeah, the, the Lakers are going to do this new four-out, one-in <laughs> offense with AD, and I'm just like this. If I had any hair left, I would have ripped it out. I would have been like, what are you doing? <laughs> he doesn't want to play in the post. He wants to shoot. Just, just, what are you doing? This isn't working. And as soon as he gets yeah. in the yeah. post, he brings it out and shoots a jump shot. I'm just like, You're, I, I, yeah. I don't know what's wrong. So <laughs> I think that I'm just going to leave it at that. It's hard to play. It's hard to play one in and four out when the four out can shoot. <laughs> right. What's the point? He's got the Joel Embiid thing. Give give me ball, three-point line. Give me ball. I can't shoot. Give me ball. Same thing with AD. He's shooting 22% from three right now. That's what happens when you don't touch a ball for the whole summer, like he said. He came out with something and said that he wasn't practicing. Uh, That's the results. He used to shoot like 30% before we got the Lakers or some mid-30s. 
Like, there's nobody, like, I, what is he doing in the offseason? He obviously says he's not doing anything. Listen, I, I don't... I don't rookie I, shooting better than him. <laughs> Helen Keller, I don't know if anyone knows Helen Keller, but look it up. She was a blind woman, a famous blind woman. She could shoot better than AD right now, all right? It is really, really bad. <laughs> it is horrible, man. I don't know. Between that and his afro, I don't know what's going on. I don't. He really needs to go back to the to the AD of New Orleans, where it was just shaved, and he was just going in there, just cutthroat and just ripping people apart. Now it's just like, yeah, I don't know. I trade him if I'm a GM. I'm getting rid of Russell. I, you know what? I would say, you know what, Russ, we're just gonna pay you up here that bad. Go home and get a jump shot, and hopefully next season you can find an NBA team. But it won't be with the Lakers. We'll buy you out. AD, you're gone. <laughs> you're done. We, we don't even want you here anymore. It, your card to get into the building is done. We're going to ship you off to, like, Utah. Yeah. You're done. <laughs> Bye-bye. And then the one it. lesson it's I feel like Utah. we should all learn from this in one sentence is never trust a man with a unibrow. All right. <laughs> no. Never. No. <laughs> he has one eyebrow. He cannot be trusted. <laughs> that thing looks like a fishing rod. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, Goodness. I don't know. I think I think overall this was a. Uh, I don't know what else we got to finish off here, but I think that overall no, this this, this, been... this episode has been uh, it's been wonderful. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> yeah, I think so as well. I think this is a great stopping point. <laughs> Go ahead. A lot of editing. A lot of editing yeah. will be done in this thing here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's, it's raw footage man it's raw footage I'm leaving yeah. everything in there yeah I agree I agree <laughs> what makes it great it's what makes it great is yeah. there <clears throat> so I do just want to say thank you so much guys mm-hmm. for listening for tuning in for yeah. for sitting with us and listening to us rabble and ramble and talk about LeBron and being better than Jordan which is true oops I'm sorry I said it out loud and, again. and, and talking um, about Joel <laughs> Me get ball, me get ball, three-point line, me get ball, me shoot. (laughs) AD being made of glass and not being what he was supposed to be as a player need to be traded. Um, Me crying over the Lakers every night. Um, What else? The Cavs getting beat by (laughs) Boston. The Cavs beating Boston, which I am going to be throwing a bonfire with this jersey afterwards. (laughs) LeBronto? Yeah. yeah. No. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and just talking about how Jason Sixers are never going to win an NBA championship in the process. Oh my god! Not my team. It's not my Let's team. Go. Let's just say that everyone who's listening to this right now, if you like fan mail, please send it to Jason with Philadelphia symbols, everything. If you have some cheesecake, send it to him. We'll give you an address. We will do anything that's possible. Jerseys are acceptable. Oh my god. <sighs> all right yeah so yeah. you know go ahead like comment subscribe you know yeah. give us a, a rating on apple podcast anywhere you leave a podcast make sure you follow us and subscribe we drop every wait no we're gonna drop every monday starting now yep. <laughs> oh, wow. every monday there'll be a drop on there and um just look out for it we're gonna keep going week by week this is yep. week two yep in the books there's been five to six games played so far so uh Hopefully next season. I mean, hopefully next week the Lakers get a win. 
I'm hoping for it. It's a great. And I hopefully get that unicorn next week, too, that I've been waiting for. It's <laughs> 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 All right. Oh <laughs> All right. Do you guys uh, think the Lakers? Honestly, do you think the Lakers will win next 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 there next week? By the time we have our next podcast, yes, yes, one win. Yes, they're going to win one 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 game. They're okay. going to have one game. One and nine. And then they're going to hit their stride, and then they're going to like start. They're going to win at least ten more games. What? That'll be it. Over the regular season. Okay, that makes. I'm sense. going to call right now. By the time we have this next podcast, wins. Russell Westbrook will not be a Laker. Hopefully, uh, please. Thank That's you. That's bold. That's, That's great bold. news. And I'm a Boston fan. Put into I the still want him traded. <laughs> I feel like you. Hey, was, uh, the Boston Celtics. You you want Russell Westbrook? <laughs> no, Might no, well take definitely him. would not. <laughs> definitely would not. If I, I would, I, I don't even know. Who are you gonna trade? What was it? What were they gonna do with like? What was it in the offseason trade? Kevin Durant for Jason Tatum? I think someone I'll definitely. Take- Someone drank some Jesus juice on that one because that was a dumb trade. <laughs> Stupid. I'll take Jason Tatum for Russell Westbrook. No. Oh my. You would take. Je- yes, anyone would. But who are you going to take? How is Russell yeah. Westbrook? You know, we just got to end this thing. It is about 11 o'clock my time right now. I'm going to start waking up the neighbors with this rant. It's going to start getting crazy here. I am not taking Russell Westbrook to the Boston Celtics. It will never happen. I will personally. Travel down on a on a play. I will find one around here and travel down. End that. <laughs> Horrible. I'm gonna have nightmares about that now. I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. Once again, Darren, welcome to the basketball addict. Thank yeah. you so much for listening, well, thank you guys. guys for letting yeah. me come on here and, and do my. No, it's great. This is better than therapy. This is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> now you get it. Yeah. I hope you got it. You guys, yeah. Thank you very much for having me, and, I'm, and thank you for the people who are listening to this podcast mm-hmm. and, and, and listening to that. We are very passionate, as you can see, and sometimes mm-hmm. go off topic <laughs> and go on random rants. <laughs> but it's all about basketball, and it's all good. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So thank you guys. All right. Well, all right. We are the basketball addicts. Peace. Thank you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.